Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Danny Ann. He is the co-founder and CEO at Trust Token. Welcome, Danny. Hey, glad to be here. Hi. Yes, we're so excited to have you. Um, Why don't you give our listeners a little insight into Trust Token and what you're doing over there? Sure thing. So Trust Token is an asset-backed token platform. What that means is that we are a set of le- we create a set of legal and technical standards for taking real-world assets like gold or real estate and turning them into asset tokens like gold token or a real estate token. And so there's a legal connection which allows um, tokens to become kind of like shares, where you have control and ownership of the um, of the asset of the underlying assets by holding the tokens. Very cool. So. I guess give us some, some use cases and, and maybe some some real world <coughs> ideas of how it works. Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing that we tokenized, um, which is live in market right now, is called True USD. It's tokenized US dollars. What that means is that we have an escrow account, a bank account, where um, let's say there's a hundred dollars in there, <clears throat> which mean, and then there's a hundred dollars worth of True USD circulating out in the crypto markets. And so that's kind of the simplest use case where. Um, but the idea of tokenized dollars is an asset and it's fiat backed. And so it's 100% collateralized, meaning the meaning that the, the dollar sitting in the bank account always matches the dollars out in circulation of, of true USD. And and why is the solution necessary? You know, what are you trying to, what problems are you trying to solve with this? Yeah. And so um, one of the advantages of tokenization is that it lets you piggyback and, and move on to this new global financial system. And the financial system is really powered by blockchains and cryptocurrency where this, this financial system is um, it, it has a set of let's say open interoperable standards which allow for people to hook into this system like exchanges market makers OTC desk um, and build a common set of code to be able to interact with the system uh, and it's 24 7 and it's liquid and it has kind of a large amount of market participation even though it's early days for the crypto markets and so it's a financial system that allows you to uh, jump off of the old standards like SWIFT when you're wired money, which takes, you know, one to five business days and has a bunch of kind of middlemen that are operating with it. it lets you jump onto this new financial system, which is run largely by code. Um, and so if you're, if you're sending, let's say, true USD from one Ethereum wallet to another, um, the cost of that and the speed of that is, is much better than the old financial traditional system. Oh, absolutely. And and you know some of the benefits you touched on them a little bit, but what what else is really a beneficial of, of using the service? Yeah, it really depends which um, which perspective you're taking. And so if you're taking the perspective of a trader or an exchange or someone that just wants to hold your USD as a casual user, it's all different. But I, I would say that most of the usage that is happening in the crypto markets is predominantly by traders right now. And traders are the people that are spending a large amount of their day and night. Um, kind of going onto these cryptocurrency exchanges and, and purchasing crypto assets or selling crypto assets. And so for them, one of the advantages is the idea that they have a stable crypto asset to put their asset, their, their capital into when they believe that cryptocurrency as a whole is falling down. And so they can hedge out the, 
the, vol the negative, the volatility that's going downwards so that, you know, if cryptocurrency goes down 10%, they, they're able to move that money into true USD and um, kind of stay stable throughout the whole process. Which is, which is a huge game changer because it's such a volatile market. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot of people see, uh, there's a lot of people that said that stablecoin is kind of the, the, um, um, the holy grail of crypto. And the reason is that most people think that crypto can't ever get to mass adoption if it's going to continue to be very volatile and that a stable coin or, or some stable asset um, is necessary for normal or the majority of commerce to, to uh, really get to get up and running. 100%. And some of the supported assets that you have, um, besides U.S. dollar and, um, and other fiat currencies, what are some of the other supported assets that you have people investing in? Yeah, and so we started off with um, fiat-backed U.S. dollars, and that's the that's the only asset token that we have available now. We're looking into other assets like um, other currencies like uh, euro or Hong Kong dollar, as well as commodities, gold and silver. And so the way that we think about tokenizing assets is very much from how um, very much from the perspective of how simple the asset is, and the way that you can think about that is that how much information would you need to know from me if you were purchasing that asset. So if you're buying dollars from me, you don't need that much information. If you're buying commodities, you know, you need a little more um, context about what is the actual composition of the gold. And then when you get into the most complex assets, which fall in the purview of SEC and securities law, um, like real estate and um, let's say corporation shares, you need the most information disclosure because there's the most chance for, or the biggest opportunity for information asymmetry. And so our thinking is that we'll start off with currencies and then move into commodities and finally um, tokenize um, assets like corporation shares of real estate. No, that's huge. And it opens up so many different avenues for, for you to go in, in any direction you really want. Yeah, um, it, it is really a question of um, what, is, what are the actual regulatory guidelines that, that are clear right now. And so one of the advantages of tokenizing currencies is um, they don't fall under, there's a strong legal defensible position that there's no expectation of profit because most people buy at $1 and expect to sell at $1. Um, and the second kind of condition for determining what, what asset token to create is, um, is there actual demand for it right now? And, and Tether is one example of another fiat-backed stable coin um, that really proved out the demand for, let's say, billions of dollars of demand for a, a fiat-backed stablecoin. Absolutely. You also have um, a thing called smart trust. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So smart trust is, is the idea that um, to connect real-world assets to, to, let's say, blockchains, you need some sort of legal entity which houses the title of the asset. So let's say if you had a real estate property, you would change the title of the asset to a trust. And then you would just point the beneficial ownership to a, a Ethereum public key address and say that the token holders are the owners and controllers of this particular asset that's in this trust. And so a smart trust is basically the idea that you have a smart contract, um, which is a piece of code that's running on the Ethereum blockchain. And the second thing is you have a trust um, which connects to that, that, that smart contract on the Ethereum blockchain. Um, and tell us you know, kind of how you found yourself here as a, as a co-founder and CEO of, of Trust Token. Give us a little bit about your journey to becoming involved in this world. Yeah. Previously worked at Kernel. It's a brain-computer interface startup where they got $100 million to stick electrodes into people's brains to mathematically model what happens when you shock certain parts of the brain. And um, I was the first engineer at that startup. And Steven, 
my co-founder who studied computational neuroscience at Berkeley, he was the uh, first employee there. And I worked, um, I worked with um, my other co-founder, Raphael, um, who graduated from Stanford studying computer science um, a little bit before Kernel, where we worked on projects together and explored technologies. And we were very excited by Bitcoin, blockchain, and Ethereum. Um, but Raph was working, while I was working at Kernel, Raphael was working at um, Google Brain doing machine learning research. And so all three of us were working in high technology companies. Um, but Kernel was moving um, relatively slowly because it's medically regulated. So the product timelines are years long. Um, so we started looking at um, blockchain and Ethereum, and we're looking at what is the actual large opportunity um, for this space. And the primary use case of digital assets that we saw was just trading them back and forth, essentially logging financial transactions. Um, but when we looked at today's markets, like the New York Stock Exchange, basically everything that's traded is real-world assets and derivatives. And so we followed this chain of logic that said, you know, there's a world computer Ethereum coming online. It's going to run a new global financial system. And there's going to be a massive shift from just trading digital assets to trading real assets. Um, so that's kind of how we landed on, on where we're up to now. So Raphael, while I was working at Kernel, Raphael was working at Google Brain doing machine learning research. And um, we were working on, I guess, these high technology companies. But Kernel was moving relatively slowly because it's medically regulated. So the timeline was in years. And so Raphael, Stephen, and I had a lot of late night conversations about what we thought would be the most impactful technologies in the near term. And we were very excited by um, blockchain, Bitcoin, and, and Ethereum as well. And we saw Ethereum as this kind of world computer that would run humanity's most important computation. Um, and when we thought about what's actually going to run on the world computer, it was pretty clear that the, the primary use case of digital assets like Bitcoin and Ethereum was just trading them back and forth, essentially logging financial transactions. Uh, but when you look at today's markets, like the New York Stock Exchange, a lot of what's traded, or basically all everything that's traded is real-world assets and derivatives. And so um, based off of that, that, that chain of logic that said, you know, world computers coming online, it's going to run a new global financial system, and there's going to be a massive shift from just trading digital assets to trading real-world assets, which are you know, $250 trillion worth of assets. Um, and so that, that's kind of the, the path that we took to be able to land where we are now. Such a, a, a different compilation of things put together to really bring it all about. It's so interesting how, you know, you kind of bounce around. Yeah, I, I really believe that um, the startup process involves a lot of bouncing around. Um, and it, it never really works the way um, I think it's often portrayed where it's a straight line to, to where, where um, people got to. And all that knowledge from different things coming together giving you a really broad picture and well-rounded idea of, of solutions. Yeah. Um, I think that having, um, I guess, multiple perspectives on um, where we thought the future of tech was going and where we thought the, the fields would, which fields would have the largest amount of impact, um, helped certainly. All right. So getting back to, to Trust Token, what do people need to get started if they want to start using it and what kind of fees are associated? Yeah, and so getting um, started with true USD is relatively simple. Um, there's kind of multiple options there. The first option is to just go on to one of the exchanges that true USD is listed on, Binance, Bitrix, Upbit, HitBTC, HBUS, um, and start start to trade and buy true USD on the markets there. The second is to just go onto our web app um, and go and go through identity verification. Right now, we're kind of focused on high volume um, traders just because there's, there's limited bandwidth as we're a 20-person startup. Um, and I would say four months ago, five months ago, we were a six-person startup. And so we've been scaling up relatively quickly, um, but we have to be able to prioritize um, the, I guess, throughput there. And the third option is to go on to over-the-counter trading desks like um, 
uh, Cumberland Mining or QCB Capital, where you can buy true USD um, off of off of exchanges. Trust Token in itself is a platform to tokenize world assets, and so that's kind of in process being built. Um, and the way that we're doing that is through an iterative approach where we tokenize real-world assets like, like U.S. dollars and then another currency and then another commodity, which really fleshes out and proves out the or demonstrates the, the, um, the standards that we're using on the platform. And once that code starts to get created, we can deploy that and allow other people to create real-world assets as well. Um, so that's kind of a short-term to mid-term play for, for Trust Token and, and the, the immediately available um, option is, is, is true USD. Got it. And what are some of the fees associated with, with uh, getting involved with it? Yeah, for true USD, um, those would be the exchanges, um, uh, exchange fees. And I think the exchange fees probably hover around um, on the order of 10 to 30 bits, so 0.1 to 0.3%. Um, on our actual website, it's, it's 10 bits, um, so that's 0.1%, and um, to be able to buy true USD. And so we, we just kind of take a small transaction fee whenever U.S. dollars are wired to us or we wire U.S. dollars um, to the other person when they are redeeming to USD or I guess, I guess redeeming U.S. dollars. I see. Um, and you touched on this a little bit, but what are some of the, the plans moving forward? Yeah. So the plan continues to be to tokenize assets, um, starting with currencies. And so our focus is finding the next currency that is demanded by both traders and exchanges, um, and then also tokenizing commodities like gold and silver. Um, so that's what the plan is, to be, uh, is for asset tokens as we build out the trust token platform as well. So exciting. Such a, such a great time in your company, just right at the beginning when things are, are about to really take off. Um, tell us a little bit about your trust token sale currently going on. Sure thing. Um, so we just um, became the fifth sale on CoinList. And CoinList is a listing service that spun out of AngelList. Um, they listed projects like Filecoin, Origin, um, Blockstack previously. And um, we just just are, are close to the, the end of that sale um, and have been um, pleased by, by the results so far. And our, our, our plan is to actually, I, I just got back from a two-week Asia trip, and so I'll be going to Asia um, over the next couple of months and, and um, getting to know the markets there as well. Very exciting. So if people want to buy token or they want to start getting involved um, with Trust Token, what is the best way for people to contact you and follow this journey? Yeah, so we have a Twitter account. Um, which is called Trust Token. Um, we also have a website where, um, which links to a Twitter or, or a Telegram account, so TrustToken.com, um, where they can find pretty much every every social media account that we have. So TrustToken.com is called Trust, and then there's two T's, so T-R-U-S-T-T-O-K-E-N.com. Wonderful. Uh, well, Danny, I hope that all of our listeners go and find you on Twitter and really start getting involved with this because it's such an interesting and new way to, to be involved with cryptocurrencies in the real world. So thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your company with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Juliet. That is Danny Ann. He is the co-founder and CEO at Trust Token. And again, their website is www.trustoken.com. Go ahead and check them out. Thank you all so much for joining us here today on Future Tech Podcast. This has been Juliet Lamar. Catch you all later. You have been listening to Almost Here, a 
Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.